This is the Intego Mac Podcast. The voice of Mac security. For Thursday, August 11th, 2022. This week's Intego Mac Podcast explores how the recent campaign launched by Google attempting to pressure Apple into adopting a particular messaging standard is far more self-serving than it first appears. Now, here are the hosts of the Intego Mac Podcast, veteran Mac journalist Kirk McElhern and Intego's chief security analyst, Josh Long. Good morning, Josh. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you, Kirk? I'm doing just fine. Last week, we talked about someone who had investigated apps in the App Store and found seven developer accounts that were scammy, had fake reviews, etc., Apple immediately removed all seven of those accounts. And I'm thinking, Apple's got to hire the guy who found these accounts because then they could be more proactive. It's like, is it that simple that someone does all the work for Apple and then Apple just removes these developers? Well, and when you say immediately, it was immediately after our podcast was published that Apple did this. So it had actually been several days because I, I, if I remember right, I think it was Monday of last week that this report was first published. And so by the time we were recording on Wednesday, this Apple still hadn't done anything about this. So it really took Apple, Apple several days before they finally decided to do something about this. Okay. We have a very big acquisition. I believe it was $1.8 billion that Amazon bought iRobot. Now, I didn't actually know who iRobot was. I know the name Roomba that has these robot vacuum cleaners. I didn't know the company was named iRobot. There's a problem here because now if you have one of these Roomba things, other than the fact that you can have your cat sit on it while it goes around and you can make funny videos, Amazon will be mapping your house. In fact, it's a feature of Roomba that it creates a map of your home and do you really want Amazon to know exactly the layout of your house? That just sounds spooky. Well, there have been a lot of articles about this over the last couple of days because, you know, Amazon owns Ring and Ring famously has worked with law enforcement to provide, you know, videos of, you know, people's front porches that, that can often, of course, see across the street even. This has often been helpful to law enforcement in the past, but some people are very uncomfortable with the idea of their devices giving access to whatever they're able to see on camera with law enforcement agencies. Some people have these cameras also in their home too. It's not just porch cameras that Ring is famous for. They also have stick-up cams and other things that you can put just about anywhere. So people are kind of looking at this and going, okay, well, Amazon has done this with Ring. What's to prevent Amazon from doing this now with the Roomba? Giving a map of your home to, to law enforcement, that could be pretty useful information for law enforcement agencies. Sure. If the police are going to break into your house, at least they'll know the way out of the house. Right. So and of course, you might say, well, I'm not a criminal, so no big deal. Right. Except that sometimes law enforcement agencies do things that you may not necessarily agree with. So this is one of those like sticky situations. And uh, we'll have to see what Amazon does with this. Hopefully they're going to be more transparent about what data they're going to give to law enforcement and in what circumstances, but it remains to be seen. You know, I, I sometimes wonder if Amazon is looking at my ring camera that I have overlooking the cat flap to come into my house. So behind the house, we've got a cat flap on a window that's raised up and they kind of jump on a table. And I use it to get alerts when the cats are coming in or going out. And I wonder if Amazon's watching the frequency of the cat 
ingress and egress in order to send me more emails about cat food. You know, it's possible. <laughs> All right. So we've got a big main topic today, and we're going to start right now. Whiny Google is begging Apple to please replace iMessage with RCS. We'll explain what RCS is in a minute. Google has a fancy website that they released today, and they're saying it's time for Apple to fix texting. Now, just before we start, do you have any problems with texting? I use iMessage, and almost everyone I know is on an iPhone, and I don't have any. Do you have any problems? Um, no. Apparently, a lot of people have problems with text messaging, and Josh has spent a lot of time highlighting Google's misleading claims in this website, and we invite you all to follow the link in the show notes to this website about text messaging and whiny Google. And first of all, we need to give some background. This is mainly targeted at the U.S., where text messaging is mostly either on Apple or Android devices. And apparently, someone on Twitter earlier pointed out that about 80% of U.S. teenagers use iPhones. So that means that the market is really Apple-centric. If you go outside the U.S., it's WhatsApp, it's Facebook Messenger, it's things like that. So I don't think Google is necessarily targeting the world. I think they're really targeting the U.S., which seems a bit reductive for a market for them, which is worldwide. But of course, they're trying to increase their market share in the US. But if they were trying to increase their market share, would the texting matter? And why aren't they selling the phones because they're good phones? And so where do we start with this, Josh? Maybe we should start with the technologies. Right. RCS. This is a, a standard that has been around since 2008. Um, now, standard doesn't necessarily mean that anyone's adopted it, but the ball got rolling in 2008 for this technology. And currently, Google has adopted their own proprietary version, actually, of RCS in Google's messaging apps. Wait, wait, wait. You mean this is something that's owned by Google, that it's not open source, that people have to pay for? I mean, uh, carriers who are using this, they have to pay for. So that sounds like Google has a vested interest in this beyond just getting people to buy phones. They're selling something else. Well, that's that's one of the aspects to this. It, and this is get this okay. really gets very complicated because there, there's so many different angles that one can look at this. But again, let's just, let's just start with the technology. So there's RCS. Right. And Google has its own proprietary version of RCS. So um, the, the standards that they're trying to replace are SMS, which, as we've talked about many times, is like standard text messaging. Right. There's no encryption. It's not secure. And the carriers can read anything that you send over SMS. And also MMS is a newer technology that is really designed for multimedia messaging. But even that is very outdated. There are really low limits on file sizes for both pictures and videos that you can send over MMS. And then we've got iMessage, right, which is Apple's standard. And again, when you say standard, this is really only something that Apple has. They don't license iMessage to anybody else. So anybody who is using an Apple operating system can use iMessage, whether you're using an iPhone or iPad or Mac OS all of these can use iMessage, and nothing that's a non-Apple device can use iMessage. Important point. You said whether it's an iPhone, an iPad, or a watch, or a Mac, or whatever, RCS only works from phone to phone. So if you're sending RCS message from an Android phone, you can't read it on an Android tablet 
or a Windows PC or even a Mac computer or anything. So it's purely phone to phone. And frankly, one of the best things for me about iMessage is I can get messages on any device. Part of my workflow is I'll write an article on my iMac, then I'll go on my iPad and I'll edit it using my Apple Pencil. Now, if I don't have my phone next to me and I get a message, it shows up on my iPad. And it, it, it's kind of like that's the way it should be, that all your devices should get your messages and it shouldn't depend on a particular phone. Now, of course, before we go further, I want to say that Google actually offers an alternate solution to this, why people shouldn't be using RCS, because they say, well, you can use Signal or WhatsApp for your messages. And in that case, they'll go across devices kind of like iMessage does. So they're kind of like cutting their own legs off here, aren't they? Google makes an, a number of, of different claims and a number of arguments. They The whole framing of this page on the Android website is it's time for Apple to fix texting. And so Google's argument is that Apple is messing up text messaging for everybody because they're choosing to not give you a good experience if you are sending text messages to Android users or if you're in a group chat that includes one or more Android users. Or if you receive a text message from an Android user. Right, exactly. But if you do, you'll be able to see it on your iPhone or your iPad or your Apple Watch because that's the way it works once it comes into your messages app on your iPhone if you set up text messaging forwarding. Right, exactly. That And that is an, an option that Apple offers. Here's the thing. There's a number of different perspectives on this. From the typical Android user perspective, it's kind of a annoying that for iPhone users who want to message you, they're annoyed with you because now they get a green bubble when they're sending you a text message. The way that the Apple Messages app works on an iPhone, if you send a message to somebody who doesn't have an iPhone, then the message that you're sending shows up with a green background, and that lets you know that they're probably an Android user. They have something other than an iPhone on the other end. And while that in itself is not necessarily too big of a deal, it gets a little bit frustrating potentially in certain scenarios. If you want to, and, and these are some of the things that Google points out, if you want to send that person a video and you want to embed that in the message, you can't really do that very well over MMS. If you were to, to send that message, it's going to be restricted in size and it's going to be this tiny grainy little video and it's going to look terrible when it gets to the other end. Okay, I just want to react about the green bubble thing because I, I find this extremely childish that people worried about the color of the bubble, that Drake actually made a song where he says, text go green, it hit a little different, don't it? I mean, how much did Google pay Drake to write that lyric in the song. That's just pathetic. Well, to be fair, there are songs that have hit charts that are the other perspective, right? Where, where people who are iMessage users are frustrated about having to engage in text message conversations with Android users too. Wait, this is a genre? Songs about text messaging? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
it, do you, do you, you better do you get like it. WhatsApp anthems and and Facebook Messenger love songs? I don't know about that, but but there's certainly been a debate about Android versus iPhone and text messaging. Okay, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to go through this list of points that you've made. One heading is Google's misleading claims, and the other is Google's fair points. And we'll look at it, and we'll have a jury of two, and we'll make our decision after that. Protecting your online security and privacy has never been more important than it is today. Intego has been proudly protecting Mac users since 1997, and our latest Mac protection suite includes the tools you need to stay protected in 2022. Intego's Mac Premium Bundle X9 includes Virus Barrier, the world's best Mac anti-malware protection, Net Barrier for powerful inbound and outbound firewall security, Personal Backup will keep your important files safe from ransomware, and much more to help protect, secure, and organize your Mac. Best of all, it's compatible with macOS Monterey and the latest Apple Silicon Macs. Download the free trial of Mac Premium Bundle X9 from Intego.com today. When you're ready to buy, Intego Mac Podcast listeners can get a special discount by using the link in this episode's show notes at podcast.intego.com. That's podcast.intego.com. And click on this episode to find the special discount link exclusively for Intego Mac Podcast listeners. Intego. World-class protection and utility software for Mac users. Made by the Mac security experts. Okay, we're going to quickly go through Josh's list of Google's fair points and then Google's misleading claims. So Google's fair points, photos and videos are often tiny and blurry. This is true, right? Well, the, the part about videos often being tiny and blurry, that's that's a fair point. When you're texting pictures to Android users, I think there's like a 1.2 megabyte limit or something on the pictures. So pictures are generally not grainy. And one of the, the images that they show on their campaign website implies that if you were to send a picture of your cats to an Android user, it would be so grainy they couldn't even tell that there were cats in this picture. And that's just a lie. That's not true. Videos are limited to 3.5 megabytes on MMS, and that's ridiculously small by today's standards. Okay, can't leave the chat. You say that leaving a text group is currently only possible on iPhone if all participants are using iMessage, although you can always hide alerts or ask to be removed. I guess that's a fair point. If you're in a group chat and you're tired of getting all these notifications, that's a bit annoying. Right. There's no easy way to opt out. There is if you're in an all iMessage group. You can leave the group. You can't do that if one or more of the group members is an Android user. Okay. Texts from iPhone can't always be sent to Android over Wi-Fi, leaving your messages unsent and convos hanging if you don't have cell service. Is this true? Does this mean so if you don't have cell coverage, it won't fall back to Wi-Fi? I guess I guess iMessage is really a lot better, isn't it? <laughs> it? It's it is partially true. So SMS does require cellular service. MMS actually can work over Wi-Fi, but MMS has to be enabled on your iPhone, and you can't easily tell whether the text message you're about to send is going to go over SMS or MMS. And so, yes, if you're in an area where you have low cellular coverage, you do have Wi-Fi, you won't be able to send a plain SMS text message to somebody necessarily. Okay. SMS and MMS don't support end-to-end -end encryption, which means your messages are not as secure. And that is probably the most important point that Google makes, that 
you do want that end-to-end -end encryption, but to be fair, RCS only supports end-to-end -end encryption if it's a one-to-one -one conversation, not a group conversation, right? Yeah, now th that's an important distinction. I'm not exactly sure technology-wise why that is, why you couldn't have a multi-point end-to-end encrypted conversation. For whatever reason, RCS technology does not support that, evidently. And so that is a limitation. But it is a fair point. And, and this is something that I, I think is really the best argument that Google makes for Apple implementing RCS is at least when you're texting an Android user, it would be nice if your SMS text message were encrypted end to end. Okay. Without read receipts and typing indicators, you can't know if your Android friends got your text or if they're responding. So I've got to say, I find it annoying that little three dot when someone's typing because maybe they just accidentally tapped on a key <laughs> and it's just going to sit there for 10 minutes. I think you have to enable read receipts. I think they're off by default. So I'm not sure if this is really something, this is optional. Like you can turn them off if you want. Yeah, but nevertheless, I mean, I, I think it's a fair point that it is nice to see where whether somebody has received the message. There's two messages that you can get on an iPhone if you're sending messages to somebody over iMessage. You can see delivered. So even if they have read receipts turned off, it'll at least show that one of their devices that is receiving the iMessage got the, the message. It doesn't necessarily mean that the person read it. If they have read receipts enabled, then you can also see when they've read it. But at least that delivery confirmation is something that would be really nice to have when you're texting an Android user. Okay. And finally, from the video, it should all just work. Having a different experience for Android recipients is an un-Apple-like experience. Are we blaming Apple here or are we blaming Android for having a different experience? Well, it's it's a little both, right? Because, you know, th this is something that Google has really just started pushing. I think one of the fair criticisms directed toward Google about all of this is that Google has done – so many different things when it comes to messaging platforms. They've had Google Talk and Google Hangouts, and now they're trying to push RCS. This is one of many things that Google has been doing on the whole messaging front. And how do we know that Google's going to try to stick with this long term? Is this just yet another thing that is going to be something that Google's going to try for a while and uh, it doesn't really work? So let's move on to something else. Okay. In the misleading claims, the first one we've already mentioned about the cat video that's blurry, and we can pass on that. iPhones make text with Android phones difficult to read by using white text on a green background. But no, that's the text I send, right? That's not the text I read. I'm looking at mine here. It's it's black on gray. I'd rather have black on white, but there's a nice contrast. Yeah, you can more easily see a message that somebody is sending to you. And so I, I understand their argument. For, for people who are visually impaired, it may be difficult to read white on a bright green text. Again, that's the message you're sending though. Right. And also, if you are visually impaired, Apple has a lot of accessibility features, including a really easy increased contrast toggle right. that makes that neon green turn to a darker green. So actually, that's an optimal way to see a message, yeah. a dark green with a white text on top of it. That's actually ideal for a lot of visually impaired people. OK, so I mentioned earlier that Google suggests that you could use Signal and WhatsApp as iMessage alternatives, but these are closed platforms. These can't even get SMSs. So that's a totally misleading, suggesting that they could actually support RCS or at least Google's version of RCS. 
Right. The, the way that Google frames this on their Android page, they say other messaging apps. There are other messaging options without a broken experience that you can use right now. And they link to Signal and WhatsApp. But again, neither one of these uses RCS. They're not compatible with Google's RCS implementation. And so I, I guess maybe what they're saying is that if you're an iPhone user, you could use Signal or WhatsApp, but then you've got to download another app. And it's even that's a frustrating experience, but it's better than SMS. And you have to make sure all your friends use it, Signal and WhatsApp. Because the one advantage of the Messages app is it works with iMessages and with SMSs. So you can get messages from anyone on any phone and every phone can send SMSs. Right. So this claim is a bit disingenuous. These apps don't use RCS and Google's the whole po the whole rest of the page is trying to convince Apple to use RCS. So Google said it pretty much does everything iMessage can. No. Is that true? <laughs> That's completely false. To be fair, there are some features that line up pretty well between RCS and iMessage. There's a list of things that they both do, and there's also a, a list of things that only iMessage can do. You mentioned one of them already, which is into an encrypted messaging for everybody in the group. So if all your group members are using an iPhone, they're all using iMessage, then that message is into an encrypted for every recipient in the group. And that's not something that is currently possible with RCS. So that's one thing that RCS lacks. You can't do Apple Pay, of course. And but you can use Google Pay in the US only. With RCS, yeah. Yes. But but that's that's an Android to Android experience that even if Apple were to implement RCS messaging just for Android users as part of Apple's messaging app, that wouldn't necessarily necessarily mean you could use Google Pay. But Apple Pay only works with iMessage. Full screen animations when you're sending texts, not everybody does this, but I, I like to do this when I'm sending somebody a happy birthday message. I'll throw confetti or balloons or whatever. That's why I've never told you when my birthday is. <laughs> <laughs> so not everybody uses that, but that's a feature that RCS does not support. Another one that we've mentioned that's really important, I think, is support for continuing a conversation cross-platform on your iPad, Mac OS, etc. You cannot do that with RCS. RCS is just phone to phone. Right. And and iMessage allows you to use all of your Apple devices to send messages. Just yesterday, I had a conversation on iMessage with someone in the States. I had to send a whole bunch of information that would have been really a pain to get all that information on my phone to send it. And I was able to do it on my Mac, copy and paste a bunch of stuff. And it's really easy. And that, to me, that's the deal breaker. The fact that I wouldn't be able to get my, my messages on my Mac, where when I'm working, that's where I want to see them. I don't want to have to use my phone for that. Okay, the last point, no one should know what phone you're on. Well, on the one hand, if you know someone's on an Android, you don't know what phone they're on because there's a million Android phones. So you're saying no one should know what operating system your phone is using. Although I guess there's a couple of other operating systems that could send SMSs, right? Linux has phones. Yeah. And, and I think this is a very one-sided argument, obviously, because Google doesn't want anybody to know what phone you're on because they don't want Android users to know that you're using an iPhone and that you're annoyed with them for using Android, right? That's the only reason why anyone maybe shouldn't know what phone you're on is if you are Google and or an Android user and you're frustrated about people being annoyed that you're an Android user. Okay, the meat of the story, though, is that 
RCS is managed by carriers. So every phone carrier who wants to support RCS has to be using specific software. And you know who makes the software? Google. It's something called Jibe Mobile, J-I-B-E. And Google bought this company in 2015. They make the software and they're selling it. A carrier can set up a cloud-based instance of Jibe Mobile and run the software without having to set up their own data center and all that. And Google looks like they're making it really easy, but they have to pay Google to do this. So Google is saying, Apple, help us force carriers to use our software, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's kind of hilarious, isn't it, right? Well, it is when you think about it. Yeah. So uh, there's multiple things that are going on here. One of them is that Google is annoyed that iPhone users are annoyed that some of their friends are using Android, right? Because that puts pressure on those Android users to switch to an Apple platform and get off of Android. That doesn't benefit Google, obviously. But another thing is Google is also making money from carriers that are choosing to implement this RCS that Google is pushing, right? And so in order to license that, they have to pay Google. And so Google is potentially losing out on a lot of money from carriers that are not currently supporting Google's implementation of RCS. I think to sum up here, iMessage is a very good platform. I don't think Apple's ever going to license it to Google for Android, right? It is, for many people, a reason to use an iPhone, and, and particularly when I'm working and I can get my messages on my Mac and my iPad, that, that's really a deal breaker. I think the problem is that Google just sounds so petty and whiny with this thing. It's like, it's like, please, Apple, give us a piece of the pie, is what they're almost asking. It, it sounds... I can't see who signed off on this at Google to, to do an ad campaign, which, I mean, it's not a big advertising campaign, but all the tech press is talking about this, to, to make Google sound so needy. Yeah, okay. Now, to be fair, both sides from a certain perspective or other sound like they're being very whiny and finger pointy, right? But has Apple run advertisements like this, a whole website to explain why iMessage is better? They don't do that. Apple doesn't need to. Exactly. <laughs> because you already have Apple users who are getting annoyed at their Android using friends, right? They got the green bubble. That means, ah, oh, great. I can't use these these features. Oh, come on. Do you really care about the green bubble? You and the green bubble. It's, it, it's really, it's mostly for conversations where you're part of a group. That's where I think people get really annoyed at there being one Android user who's in our, our family group message or our whatever group message it might be, that's where people start to, to get really annoyed and put pressure on that individual. And, and it may not be a lot of pressure, but they know that they're the one Android user that's kind of like preventing certain features like high quality videos from being embedded in the conversation, mm. right? Yeah. And, and that's the kind of thing that like Apple doesn't have to have its own marketing campaign because their users are potentially, in some cases, already putting pressure on Android users to switch. That's a fair point. So in the end, Google's trying to make money. And if Google succeeds in getting Apple to do this and succeeds in getting all the carriers to support it, well, your phone service is going to cost more, right? Because uh, this can't be this can't be a ten dollar a month subscription for a phone carrier. We're talking big money here. Well, potentially, uh, it, you know, if there's one thing that I think is actually the best point that Google makes, it's the the 
point that SMS is so antiquated and it doesn't support encrypted end-to-end messaging. That's a problem. And, you know, with all of these services that still to this day are using SMS for two-factor authentication, right? Some some services, that's the only two-factor method that they offer. So getting a text message over an insecure delivery platform, that's not ideal. And so if RCS were to be implemented across the, the globe, right? If everybody had RCS, that would be great because at least you would be able to get those second factor messages over a secure platform. Now, that said, there's lots of other ways that you can do this that don't require SMS, right? That don't require a, a direct message. So it's not exactly necessary for that reason either. So Apple runs all the servers for iMessage. What if Google ran all the servers for RCS instead of making the carriers do it and said to Apple, look, we're providing this for you to make compatibility. Maybe since we're managing all of this and we can guarantee that people all around the world can access it, maybe then we can come to an agreement. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned that because Google has a support document that indicates that at least if you're using Wi-Fi and if you're not in certain countries that have banned RCS, you are able to use RCS through Google's messaging app from Android to Android. So if you've got a fully up-to-date version of Android on an Android device, you use Google's messaging app, and you're on Wi-Fi, then it doesn't even necessarily matter whether your carrier supports RCS. You can use RCS between two Android devices. It's the getting those messages over RCS when you're not on Wi-Fi. That's what requires the carrier to support it as well. Okay. We got lots of links in the show notes if you want to dig deeper. I find this really fascinating because on the one hand, this is a war between two companies. On the other hand, it's mostly about money. It's not about people feeling bad because they have a green bubble. It's really about money. It's Google wanting to make more money. And I mean, what's more American than capitalism with companies wanting to make more money, right? Yeah. But at the same time, you know, Apple advertises itself as the privacy focused company, right? And so for Apple to put its money where its mouth is, maybe it should, uh, one could argue that maybe it should support RCS for that specific purpose of end-to-end encrypted messaging between iPhone users and Android users. Okay, until next week, Josh, stay secure. Stay secure. Thanks for listening to the Intego Mac Podcast, the voice of Mac security, with your hosts, Kirk McElhern and Josh Long. To get every weekly episode, be sure to follow us in Apple Podcasts or subscribe in your favorite podcast app. And if you can, leave a rating, a like, or a review. Links to topics and information mentioned in the podcast can be found in the show notes for the episode at podcast.intego.com. The Intego website is also where to find details on the full line of Intego security and utility software, intego.com.